Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good morning, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Trusting God Through Our Pain. Yes, that's a, that's a deep subject, and it's probably a very sensitive subject for many. But as I always do, I like to read the promotional material because it lays the foundation for what we're going to explore and talk about today. So trusting God through your pain. Life is a journey. While living life, we will encounter happiness, sadness, fear, and anger, just to name a few emotions. But the reality is humankind was created to feel and show emotions. The million-dollar question is how do we respond to God when life circumstances directs us to the pathways of pain, disappointment, guilt, or shame? Our challenge is to stay on course and not detour. God wants us to seek and trust him throughout our entire journey with all its ups and downs. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, and this is the New International Version, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. There is a reason for everything God allows us to face. Pain also provides us an opportunity to experience the grace of God. God will give us what we need to endure. And with that, I am so excited today because I have a special guest in the studio, and her name is Tiari, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, but just very quickly, she's a wife, a mother of two, and an entrepreneur. She's on an amazing journey with God who is transforming her life. Tiari? Welcome to Hope for Today, and thank you for being in our studio. And I am so excited for this opportunity for our listening audience to learn more about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Say hello. Whatever you feel like you want to say, just go ahead and say it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me, Naja. I mean, the listening audience doesn't know, but we've known each other for a very long time. And you've yes. been a very big blessing in my life. So I just want the people out there to know that, that you have been a true beacon in my life. And so this is mm. a big honor. But, um, yes, my name is Tiari Lefosu. Um I'm from Seattle, Washington. I wasn't born here, but I've been here since I was one. Um, uh, my mom is Samoan, and my dad is African-American and native. 
Um, he's from St. Louis. My mom's from Samoa. They came together in Denver and brought me here. Um, I am a child from a broken home. <laughs> Uh, so hmm. I've had a lot of struggle in my life growing up and a lot of experiences with uh, the descriptive words that Naja used earlier with pain, shame, guilt, anger, all those things. I felt the whole gamut. And um, God's kind of led me through all of that more recently to bring me to where I'm at today. I'm an artist, and my that is my main choice of expressing all those things that have been built up in me is, um, yeah, it's through my art. And so, yeah, that's. I think that's a good enough. Well, you, yes, it is. And, you know, as often as I have someone on Hope for Today that I know, and I think I know them really, really well, whenever I say go ahead and introduce yourself, there's always something that comes out that I wasn't aware of or I didn't know. So I didn't know that you mm. came to the Pacific Northwest by way of Denver. So that's that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, and when we talk about geographical locations, Pacific Northwest, I always kind of give our listening audience a proximity. So Pacific Northwest, Washington State, underneath Alaska, you know, Canada, and then kind of kind of give them a, a visual because uh, we truly do have a listening audience all over the world, which is a blessing. So you've given us a little bit about your family and where you grew up and your in your family of origins. Tell us how you came to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I'll try to be as brief as possible. (laughs) um, (laughs) Take your time. Take your time. (laughs) (laughs) It was an interesting journey. Um, I can definitely say God was there throughout my upbringing, but not so much so where it was a staple in the household. It was like an in-and-out type of thing. Um, I I half-heartedly accepted him when I was probably 13, the church that we were going to at the time. And it wasn't because I was like, oh, God has really transformed my life. It was more so because all the other kids were doing it. And then um, I went on a really long hiatus in high school where I'm like, God does not exist. And um, I actually became a whole Buddhist. (laughs) Got, like, super into And after my son was born, um, I started attending a church that my auntie suggested, which was CBS. And that's actually where I met Naja. And mm-hmm. once my mom was encouraging me to come more and more, I started to, you know, get actually involved in the church community. I started to really develop a real relationship with Jesus Christ, not just through, you know, the sermons, but through the people and actually experiencing a true community of Christ followers. And that was the first time that I've actually experienced that. And that's not to say I didn't have it you know, fault, but the heart of everyone that I knew there loved Jesus and were trying to work to that common goal of just sharing his love with the rest of the world. And that is actually the catalyst that got me to, that was the first time I got baptized was at that church. And from then on, I was just rolling with God. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Community Bible Fellowship, CBS, was... Um a nice close knit fellowship. I I too enjoyed it there, and a lot of people came and you know came in and left, and uh, but there was a core group of people that remained, and I think that a lot of us still remain in contact to this day. So uh, many many blessings uh, flowed into both of our lives from that particular uh, congregation, Community Bible Fellowship. Yeah, thank you for that. 
Thank you for that. I now see. I don't think I ever knew that you had become a full blown Buddhist either. So that's. <laughs> I want to have you keep talking. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So uh, quite a quite a difference uh, between Buddhism and Christianity, right? Yeah, I I think what okay. I was really looking for was spirituality, but I was going in the wrong <laughs> direction. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I was going. I was looking for God. I just didn't know where to find him at the time. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and I think even if we, if we were to kind of unpack that looking for spirituality, I think in, in all uh, uh, honesty, we were, uh, most of us were seeking truth mm-hmm. and, and ended up yeah. landing a couple of, before we ended up landing where truth is, and that is uh, in Jesus Christ, the word of God, and who God is, God the Father, and so on and so forth. Okay, cool. So I let you choose the topic for today, the the title of the podcast, uh, Trusting God Through Your Pain. And I know that this was a subject that uh, was sort of near and dear to where you have been in your walk with God. So what were the circumstances that led you to trust God through your pain? Um, so I feel like this journey started a while ago, but it's just like God turned up the heat on it in the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. it started, or some circumstance that came, circumstances that came through where, you know, at the, when my husband and I first got together, we were, or our first year of marriage, we were hoping that he would get into the Navy and that fell through. And at the time when I was at my walk with God, it was more so, Lord, if you, Give me this, I'll be a good girl. That was my relationship with God at the time, and I didn't. And it's evolved since then into where it's at now. Um, there was things like I had experienced the death over the summer um, of a cousin of mine who was significantly younger, and there was just this year has been a year of healing. I feel like, and I, I just started therapy, and um, I actually reconciled with my dad's daughter she's my sister but I I didn't grow up with her and she's a lot younger than me and she was asking questions about my dad and so a lot of tough situations were coming up for me that usually I tend to avoid and they were all coming up at Uh once and avoidance just wasn't the answer um and I also noticed that there was a theme of depression that was coming in through while I was walking up with God it's just you know God I want to work for you I want to be on fire for you but then I would end up falling into these deep depressions like God do you even know I'm here do you even love me and it was I was tired of that cycle of just going back and forth with God and I asked God just show me how I can stop this cycle and during the pain I I wish I didn't ask for that prayer but I realize now that that is what got me to where I am today where I am able to trust him because especially when I had to deal with the death of my cousin and death is always mm. something really hard to deal with because it faces, it, it forces you to face your own mortality. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm younger. I've never, I've, I've experienced certain deaths of family members, but they were always older than me. And it was not trying to sound like I'm waiting for all older people to pass, but it's kind of, we get used to it. Like we know that that's going to happen. We all know we're going to have our end, but when someone significantly younger than you passes, it's, it's really hard to reconcile with. And then Mm -hmm. it 
forced me to look inside myself, okay, well, I wasn't talking to him years before he passed away. What led to that and the pain that kept me away from him? And not necessarily him, but the surrounding area. And that caused me to look back at what my life has actually been this whole time. And I learned that I was just numb to a lot of my actual pain. And when I started to unpack all those things, what has happened to me, I started to realize I faced a lot of racism in my life and sexual mm. abuse and a lot of things and, and physical abuse and mental abuse, all those things that I have just, just had them sitting on my heart and I didn't even know they were there. And though that was something that God was pushing me to navigate through. And it was very uncomfortable, but when he was pushing me to navigate through it, I started to realize that there was a common thread through all the situations is that God always planted someone in every season of my life, whether it be the same person or someone else, to be there with me. I was never fully alone. No matter how alone I actually felt, there was someone there who validated my experience maybe not in the way that I needed, but they did. And it kept me from harming myself or doing something completely off the rails. And when I started to look at the fact that, oh, God, you were there the whole time, it really gave me a different appreciation in looking through that and realizing that this experience of pain and this kind like, I felt like I had a condensed interaction with pain through my childhood, it turned in from for me looking at it, it's like, wow, this poor child, she's so helpless. It, it kind of gave me a, a weird way to say it, an appreciation, because I'm able to look at those things from a less charged state and see that I needed all that to make my mind mm. become the fortress that it is now. All those things mm-hmm. I experienced before has set me up for the trajectory that God has me on now, and it really brings home that we are fearfully and wonderfully made from our innermost being and nothing is a mistake. And that's when it's like, Oh, you really do have me. I really can't trust you. I did make it through all that. And you provide ways for me to get out of there. So, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That, that is, uh, that is powerful. I mean, you said a lot, uh, but but (laughs) this powerful words, because you kind of went full circle, you know, you started out, where the focus was kind of on you and who you were going through that and then how God moved you to navigate this. And as you navigated through whatever it is that he allowed you to encounter, you came to know him for who he is and you got to know him better. Mm -hmm. And um, pain and, you know, I mean, we're going to have to go through pain. I mean, it's just part part of life, you know, but it's always for a purpose. But you said something interesting, and I know a lot of people fall into this, and that is you said that you approached God, if you got God, if you do this, then I'll do this, I'll be a good girl. It's that conditional mm-hmm. sta- statement, that if then. So when you were making that statement, whether you said it verbally or if it was just in your mind, if it was a thought, how did it work out? Were you able to be a good girl? I mean, how did you measure that you were doing what you said that you would do if God did what he said, what you wanted him to do. How did you measure that? So it was ridiculous. If, <laughs> let's just start with that. It was ridiculous to even think that way. <laughs> but in my mind, I felt like, 
like the perfect Christian um, presentation for God. Would my 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 what is it? My offering for Him would have been: mm-hmm. I'm reading my Bible every morning. I'm reading it every night. I'm listening to a sermon a day. I'm not cussing. I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm not doing all this. But on the completely neglecting that I'm not even working on my heart. I'm just doing performative mm-hmm. things. Things that mm-hmm. look nice and are mm-hmm. shiny on the outside, but I'm not actually connecting with God. I'm learning a lot, but am I retaining it? No. And am I applying it to my life? No, because if I was actually listening to the things that I was reading or um, hearing, I would have heard that you cannot use God as a transactional experience. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, and I re- I learned quickly because it just kept leading to constant despair and letdown, and to the point to where I was like, God, you don't even care about me because you're not giving me what I want. I said I'd be nice, I said I'd be good, I'm doing it, and you're not giving it to me, and completely mm-hmm. just ne- neglecting the fact that He knows all. So, if He were to give me the things that I actually have asked for in the past, I know, like I can see now that those things would have done absolutely nothing for me, and they probably would have led me to ruin. But I didn't mm. think that God was smart enough to see my future. Only I could. Just God, work with me. I'm not working with you. You work with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like the way you said it. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I think we've always got, all of us have gone through that at some point in time, where you got, if you do this and I'll do this, and it, it never works because it's, like you said, it's it's transactional and it's, works oriented it's the heart that a changed heart that actually starts to to live for the lord so i like that and then one other thing I'll, I'll make a comment on that um i could feel and hear your pain because i heard about the death of your cousin uh apart from this podcast but um yeah when someone young is taken away or called home or however you want to put it dies you know it always i used to always feel or think that it was just out of order. You mentioned elderly parents, you know, or elderly people. That's in order because they've lived a longer life. But when a baby mm-hmm. or a child or someone young goes, it always seems like it's out of order. But even that is ridiculous because God is a God of order. He is not out of order mm-hmm. and he's not random. So, But I could hear that that, that really impacted your life, um, particularly because your cousin was – younger than than you so thank you for uh thank you for the the your uh comments about that uh and i i just want to go to one other question here or a couple of other questions so what golden nuggets have you gleaned from your life's journey so what 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 stands out for you what are some golden nuggets that you've been able to just hang on to in your life's journey? Um, One thing that is especially reigning true and important to me is um, that God knows everything. (laughs) There is no surprise Mm. in God at all. Although I might be surprised, God's not. And um, and that aligns with truth for me. And one of the biggest golden nuggets I can take away is that I can fully trust God. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm necessarily there all the way. I, I will have a lot of work to do, but just knowing that I can 
trust God is a big deal for me because coming through a life of pain where I had, you know, Mm -hmm. parental figures and all my adult figures in my life, I couldn't trust them. And Mm -hmm. that was hard for me to feel like I could completely trust God because I've had to rely on myself and my own decisions for so long that walking with God and seeking, he's consistent, you know, even when I'm not. I keep going back and forth on that train of, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, where you at, Lord? Thank you, Lord, thank you, where you at, Lord? You know, constantly asking Uh him, even though he's shown up here, 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 here. And um, I just golden nugget I can take away is that he's not surprised by anything that happens in my life. So mm. I shouldn't be surprised. And I, if something mm-hmm. comes, he, did, he knew it was coming. So just trust him in this process. You don't have to fight against it. You don't have to scheme and plot unless that's what he's asking you to do. But you really don't have to because God's going to send in whoever. And it happens all the time. Someone from I don't know where it comes up and here and blesses me, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> it always happens. What? Mm-hmm. But okay, mm-hmm. so that's probably the biggest yeah. nugget I've taken away. That's it. You actually mentioned another one that I heard that I used to say a lot, and that is trust the process. Uh, mm-hmm. With a human resources background, I used to have to go in and and do investigations or do mediation or whatever, and I always would say to the managers that I worked with. And the staff, you know, trust the process and the outcome will yield what it's supposed to. So if we trust God through the process of life, right, and he's all-knowing mm-hmm. and nothing surprises him. He's not caught off guard, you know. Nothing's new under the sun. I mean, he could see down the road, way down the road. Yeah, we can just trust him yeah. and know that he has mm-hmm. our greater interest, you know, our, the, the, the greater good. Uh, in in mind, and he every good and perfect gift comes from above. Yeah. yeah. So I suspect that you you gleaned some things from your life's journey. You've gone through pain and hurt and disappointment and all those things. You've been able to see better who God is. How would you describe your relationship with Christ Jesus today? Um, I would say a necessity. That is my description hmm. of my relationship with Jesus. Today, I I can't believe I look back on my relationship in the past and I was just like he was a nice to have fortune cookie almost type of uh, relationship where let me get a little bit of wisdom and then go back to where you are I don't need you that much and now mm-hmm. I am in, I I would like to believe I'm in constant conversation with him in my mind you know I don't talk to myself I talk to the Holy Spirit even when I can't right. really muster up what it is that I need to say, I only say, Holy Spirit, rain down. Please, I can't see it. And it works every single time. I'm not trying to, like, tell God to anybody, but it's more so just not thinking of him as so far away that I can't reach him and realizing that he just works here with me. I, I'm constantly conversating with him. People might think I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to Jesus the whole time. Like, uh-huh. That's my best friend. Yeah, that's literally my best friend. Yes, a necessity, yeah. Our lifeline, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I can't imagine yeah. going through some of the things that we've been through in the last couple of years with the pandemic and all the social and political unrest that's been going on. I can't imagine people who don't exist with the hope that we have in Jesus Christ and the promises that we have of God. I just can't imagine. He is a necessity. The relationship is a necessity. 
the indwelling yeah. of the Holy Spirit, you know, to comfort us and to re- bring things to our remembrance and to uh, things. So necessity, I like that. That's very strong and very convicting. So, Miss Tiari, yeah, not only are you a – go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say just real quick is, you know, I feel like with Jesus, we we have this fear of him sometimes that we can't bring certain things to him because he might get upset. And getting to know God through the word and who, what his character and who he actually is, it it gives me the ability to go with him, go to him with everything. Even when I'm mad at him, Lord, I don't get what you're doing. I know you get it. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense <laughs> or don't make it make sense, but help me get through this with my spirit. You don't have to change my mm-hmm. circumstance, but give me the extra oomph I need to make it through this hump. That's my mm-hmm. so. mm-hmm. And that is so down to earth. I mean, you know how sometimes Christians can, you know, believers in Christ can start speaking that Christianese and, you know, we've got our own mm-hmm. dictionary and our own words with their own meanings and this, that, and then sometimes we can end up being very lofty, like we're above everything, you know. And But you make it sound <laughs> yeah. so real and so practical because it's it's life, you know. It's uh, but I like I like I like what you're sharing. I lo- I love what you're sharing. So I just want to just thank you again for just being here. But I also introduced you as an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about your nonprofit organization. And tell our listening audience where they can learn more about uh, Oceanic Art Collective uh, by by sharing the URL. Um, so my nonprofit is Oceanic Art Collective, and the URL would be www.oceanicartcollective.com. And um, we are a group that chose to highlight. PI artists, and that might seem strange to people why them in particular, but I am half PI. And um, also in the PI communities, there has, through colonization, they have kind of, we've turned our backs on our art, our artists, and it was, it's kind of a general consensus that if you're not doing a specific trade of labor, then you are useless to the community. Uh, and that was what we were feeling, that we were very, very undervalued. And it was almost private. A lot of the artists were private because they were afraid of the ridicule. And we started as a community talking about, you know, this isn't right. Let's try to build this so that other people can be empowered to pursue the arts. And that's really where it came from. And it, it blew up bigger than I thought it was going to. It wasn't supposed to blow up like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Still gaining our legs here. I'm looking like a newborn Bambi out here, but um, that's really where it is. And our heart is to just empower the voices and the uh, expression, the self-expression in the PI community because there's a lot and there's a lot of history within that art, and it gets lost. And we were trying to preserve it and grow it because we just want to share those voices with the world. So yeah. Amen, amen. And P.I., Pacific Islander, right? There's so many oh, acronyms yeah, out there. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, sorry. it's just, just so many. P.I. can sound like a newspaper or, yeah. <laughs> you know, private investigator. Yeah. So I just said, let me just say Pacific Islander to bring some clarity to that. So thank you for that, uh, Oceanic uh, Art Collective. Yeah, thank you. So 
Tiari, what scriptures or scripture have you clung to during your season of season of spiritual maturity and growth? You've been through a lot for uh, a ripe young age, and uh, and you definitely speak with wisdom and conviction. So, what what scriptures have you clung to during your season of spiritual maturity and growth? Um, there's been a lot. Um, actually, one of them you led off with our. Um, our talk about this now, but um, one that I picked out from the many, which was uh, Psalm 139, 1 through 3, and it's, mm. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar, and you search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with my ways. That was the uh, English Standard Version. Uh, yeah, that would, it kind of goes through that theme of he knows us, he knew us before he created us, so nothing is a surprise. And um, But also, not only is nothing a surprise, but we have all we need within us working through him to conquer whatever it is, so that we're not lacking. And that's, an, that's, that's another right. thing that I get from that is no matter if the world might say, you're this person, you're that person, you can't do it because of X, Y, Z, this scripture right here will tell you, actually, if God didn't say it, then you don't need to listen to it because God predestined your path, not people on that's, the earth. That's right. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. There's one that I thought of uh, just in preparation for today's um, sharing time, and that's Psalm, one thir- excuse me, Psalm 37, verses 4 through 6, and that is delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice the noonday. So, uh, and that's the King James Version. So that is um, what comes to mind just in uh, listening to you and your words of wisdom. So I just want to say, in conclusion, most people wonder why God allows us to experience the hurt, pain, or even discouragement. We bring... uh, challenges in our own lives a lot of times from the result of the choices that we make, poor choices that we make. But the reality is that every believer will walk through hardship and will experience pain. And John 16:33 says, "I have told you these things so that you so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world." So Jesus promises peace, and because he overcame the world, our hardships are not without a purpose. God purposes the things that we go through to grow us, to build us, to make us, and to shape us. And Tiara, your testimony speaks to that, just your, your whole process, your whole growth and maturity process. So and to God be the glory. So with that, I just want to say thank you, my dear, for coming into the studio and joining us today. Do you have any final words or comments that you'd like to make to the listening audience? Um, I would say for anyone going through some struggles or uh, pains, I would say give it to the Lord <laughs> or get, instead of give it to the Lord, Instead of pursuing the overcoming trial, pursuing a relationship with God, because like Naja said, 
we can we just because we're Christian doesn't mean we can't expect adversary adversity. Um, but mm-hmm. learning how to suffer well, and that might sound weird, but um, yeah, and aligning your wants with God's wants will allow you to be able to tolerate the pain, if that sounds right, but to see the beauty in the pain. There you go. To see the beauty in the pain. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And he'll give us what we need to to endure. Yes. Okay. Well, with that, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Listening audience, we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Love you too. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs>